The 14th century English mystic Julian of Norwich has been talked about by people in many different ways, but first and foremost, she's the author of an extraordinary text, The Revelations, which is the earliest known text authored by a woman in English. Personally, she has been a friend and companion in my Christian life for over 30 years. I'm the Reverend David Simmons, Episcopal priest and oblate in the Order of Julian of Norwich. Thank you for joining me as we read and pray through the works of this extraordinary woman of faith and explore what she has to teach us about God's love. Morning and welcome to chapter 30 of Love Was His Meaning, Reading and Praying with Julian of Norwich. Before we get into Julian this morning, let's do the little office that we always have as part of this. You can find the link in the description on either the podcast or the live stream. Alleluia! Christ is risen! The Lord is risen indeed! Alleluia! Let's say together Psalm 84. How dear to me is your dwelling, O Lord of hosts! My soul has a desire and a longing for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh rejoice in the living God. The sparrow has found her a house, and the swallow a nest where she may lay her young. By the side of your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Happy are they who dwell in your house. They will always be praising you. Happy are the people whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on the pilgrim's way. Those who go through the, through the desolate valley will find it a place of springs, for the early rains have covered it with pools of water. They will climb from height to height, and the God of gods will reveal himself in Zion. Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Hearken, O God of Jacob. Behold our defender, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed. For one day in your courts is better than a thousand in my own room, and to stand at the threshold of the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is both sun and shield. He will give grace and glory. No good thing will the Lord withhold from those who walk with integrity. O Lord of hosts, happy are they who put their trust in you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let's say together a prayer of Julian. God of your goodness, give me yourself, for you are enough to me. And I can ask nothing that is less that can be full honor to you. And if I ask anything that is less, I shall always be in want, for only in you have I all. Amen. Well, here we are in chapter 30. We've made it 30 episodes and, and 30 chapters in. Um, so we begin uh, with uh, Julian is looking for the answer of a question. Or, and, and the question uh, that she's asking here is, how might all be well? So uh, God has, has said to her, all shall be well and all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well and there's this thing that I'm going to do. But Julian is skeptical. I mean, she, she's how she, she's looking outside her window at the plague, at the war, at the schism in the church, uh, at, everything that's go, at everything that's going on in the world around her in 12th century England and and we might do the same ourselves. And she's looking at all that and she's asking, how is it possible that this all will be well? So that's where we pick up here. He gave me understanding in two parts. The first part is our Savior and our salvation. 
This blessed part is open to clear, open and clear and fair and light and plenteous. For all mankind that is of good will and shall be included in this part, to this we are bound by God and attracted and advised and taught inwardly by the Holy Spirit and outwardly by Holy Church in the same grace. In this our Lord wishes us to be engaged, rejoicing in Him because He rejoices in us. And the more abundant we accept, abundantly we accept this with reverence and humility, the more favor we can earn from Him and the more help for ourselves. And thus we can see and rejoice that our portion is the Lord is our Lord. The second part is hidden and sealed from us, that is to say, all except for our salvation, for that is our Lord's secret counsel, and it is proper to the royal authority of God to hold his secret counsel in peace, and it is proper for his servants, out of obedience and reverence, not to wish to know his counsels. Our Lord has pity and compassion on us, because some creatures make themselves so busy about his secrets, and I am certain if we were aware of how much we would please him and ease ourselves by abandoning that, we would. The saints that are in heaven wish to know nothing except what our Lord wishes to show them, and also their love and their desire is ruled according to the will of our God. Thus we ought to wish as they do. Then shall we not wish nor desire anything except the will of our Lord just as they do? For we are all one in God's purpose." And here was I taught that we should trust and rejoice only in our blessed Lord, blessed Savior, Jesus, for everything. Okay, so here she gets at this point. That we're, this goes on for a bit. This isn't we don't just end this in this chapter. This is a struggle for Julian, and it's probably a struggle for every one of us as as human beings. How will it all be well? How is it going to happen? He says. Um, uh, she says. There's understanding given in two parts. The first part is our Savior and our salvation. And it's clear and fair and bright and light and pledges. It's it's right out there in front of everybody for everybody to uh, to reach out and take. And it's taught inwardly by the Holy Spirit. So we get inspiration uh, of the Holy Spirit. And it's taught outwardly by Holy Church. This is really important that we always remember that for Julian, even walled inside her enclosure, church, the Holy Church is really important. One of, one of her uh, the, the two openings in her building, one is, is facing out to the street to give uh, advice, but the other is inward um, into the church so that she can watch and receive Mass. So it's really important, and, and despite the fact that not everything is jiving in her head, it's really important that she keep that community uh, in, in her thoughts. And that's, that's how one of the reasons, uh, one of the ways that we understand this is through Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit and by the Holy Church. Um, and she says... She, it almost sounds tra transactional here. I don't think that's exactly what's going on him. But our Lord wishes us to be engaged in this, that the process itself of being engaged with the Holy Spirit and with Holy Church is is part of what brings us to a, a better place for ourselves. And the more we accept this with reverence and humility, the more favor we earn from him and more for ourselves. And, and I think in some ways that's a it's a matter of, as we our eyes are opened uh, to the way reality really is around us, uh, which is God's reality, we see possibilities that weren't possible before. It's not that God miraculously creates things for us. It's that we're in such blinders quite often that we can't see the, the creation and the miracle that's going on around us. And uh, being in relationship with God helps us to see that and to get rid of uh, the, the blinders that we put on our faces. 
the second part, so the first part is that the first part is that um, Savior and our salvation and uh, is open with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Church. The second part is hidden and sealed from us, uh, all except for our salvation. And that's our Lord's secret counsel. Now, he, he, he translates it secret counsel. The, the word here in, in um, Old English is the privy counsel. It's, it's technical. It's a political meaning. So she's looking at God, at God as, as a Lord, as a high and courteous feudal Lord. And lords and kings have privy councils. And that privy council is, is the inside group of counselors that other people don't understand what's going on inside that group. And she says, this is what temporal lords do. So, of course, the Lord who is so far above our lords also has this kind of stuff that just can't be explained to the people down below. This is a little bit harder for us as moderns to understand just simply because we're used to the idea of a, of a democracy and egalitarianism. But we have to remember that we're not talking about a, uh, you know, George III here. We're talking about the king uh, from which any positive value of human kingship that has ever been held by humanity descends. That the, you know, that this is the, the perfect ruler, uh, the perfect person who holds all, uh, all of our desires in its correct place in a way that we can't. So there, God holds secret counsels and peace, and it's proper for us to not to wish to know his counsels. Now, this is my favorite part of the chapter. Our Lord has pity and compassion on us because some creatures make themselves so busy about his secrets and I'm certain if we were aware how much it would please him and ease ourselves by abandoning that, we would. So, you know, this goes immediately to my head of, you know, I grew up inside a, a kind of the evangelical, or I wasn't a member of the church, but I grew up in a place that was incredibly uh, evangelical, tending towards fundamentalist. And people were really big on end time prophecy and trying to figure out exactly when what the Bible code was that would tell us exactly when the end was coming and how it was coming and were we in the thousand years before the tribulation or the thousand thousand years after the tribulation or you know these were things that people just obsessed about endlessly and books you know the late great planet earth has been in like 20 different printings that have been updated every couple of years to talk about oh here's the new predictions for the end of the earth um it's uh, that uh, end time prediction is a real industry within within the christian subculture and what she's saying here is if we could see from God how much we would please God by stop stopping obsessing about the things that are inside God's privy councils, we would cease immediately because it there are so many, I think what she's saying is there are so many, many other problems in the world, so many other things going on that obsessing about end time prophecy and trying to figure out exactly the way that God operates is 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 well she might say a fool's errand it's it's not something you know it, it, we're never going to stop speculating because our our intellects want to know the difference we're made in the image of god we therefore have part of that um uh, part of that makeup there and we have a desire to know this kind of stuff but we should always be pushing back on that and also saying yeah there are things that we can know about the inner workings of god's life and there are other things we will ever not ever know and getting obsessed about those things that we can't know, um, it d detracts from our relationship with God right now. You know, uh, we need to be careful about that. Um, and then she talks about the saints are in heaven and wish to know nothing except for what our Lord wishes to show them. And we ought to wish as they do. 
that we shouldn't wish for anything except the will of the Lord, just as they do. Um, one of the quotes that I read in, in Roden's book, um, a commentary on this, uh, was, you know, the question is, how might all be well? And what he says is that the answer, actually, to that question, and she works out in chapters, but is the word itself, the W, the capital W word, which is, you know, if we look at it in uh, the idea of the Logos, the preexistent Lord, that Jesus is the eternal word. Uh, the scripture is the word, in, with a, in some ways with a small W, that reflects the eternal word, the, the capital W. So, Roden says, says, pithily, the answer is the word itself. How might this all be? Well, the answer is Jesus. You know, that, that is the answer that God gives us, is, is Jesus himself. Uh, and that's how we know that all shall be well. Uh, it's really all about relationship. You know, this is not a um, life and spirituality are not some sort of a transactional thing back and forth that we give God something and God gives us something back. It's really about a relationship, uh, a relationship with God in which that person we're having a relationship, namely Jesus, is the actual answer to the question that Julian is asking. Let's join together in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I ask your prayers for the people of Eastern Europe, especially those in Ukraine, for peace throughout the world. I bid your prayers for those on our parish prayer list. And I bid you add your prayers, either silently or aloud at this time. Let us say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sin, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Most holy Lord, the ground of our beseeching, who through your servant St. Julian revealed the wonder of your love, grant that as we are created in your nature and restored by your grace, our wills may be made so one with yours that we may come to see you face to face and gaze on you forever, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me for Love Was His Meeting today. We'll go into chapter 31 next time. Until then, take care of yourselves and God bless. Thank you for joining me for Love Was His Meeting today. This podcast is generally available twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. The text of Julian's Revelations used in this podcast is The Complete Julian by Father John Julian Swanson OJN and is used by permission of the Order of Julian of Norwich. 
The theme music is Julian of Norwich by Bombadil and is used under license.